Do you find yourself wanting to infuse more creativity and authenticity into your content? Are you ready to break through limiting beliefs and tap into your full creative potential? Or maybe you're just struggling to write content because it's not fun or it's just not resonating with your audience. Well, my friend, I have just the thing for you. In this upcoming podcast episode, you're going to hear me mention some different techniques I've been using to access new levels of creativity, regulate my emotions, and bring in more clarity, calm, and focus into my life and business, even on the most chaotic days. And because these techniques have been so transformative for me, I am so excited to bring them directly to you. My dear friend, Chelsea Euler is certified in a powerful breathwork technique that has the ability to shift your energetic state in as little as 20 minutes, bringing you to new levels of confidence, clarity, and flow. Together, Chelsea and I are going to guide you through a unique blend of breathwork and expert content creation techniques to unlock your creative potential, write words that captivate your audience, and access your most authentic brilliance. This is going to be a short but very potent experience, transforming your creativity in just two weeks. To get more information about this workshop, The Flow Effect, just head to kinseymacus.com forward slash flow or just DM me the words flow on Instagram at Kinsey Mackis. This is going to be so, so powerful. We cannot wait. I'm Kinsey Mackis, your host and founder of The Category Queen. Welcome to the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who don't just want to dominate their niche, but they desire to play in their own league. My mission is to help you unlock the power of your unique brilliance and use it as a vehicle to gain recognition, reach more people, and make more money. Not too long ago, I took a bold leap, leaving behind a six-figure corporate salary with nothing more than a used MacBook and a burning desire for more freedom. Today, our brand has become globally recognized, helping thousands of female founders to become industry-leading experts. Join us each week as we go on a journey together to discuss mindset, marketing, and money, and more importantly, the real-life discussions about balancing success with motherhood and marriage. Because we're a community of women who build and scale impact-driven businesses, but do it without sacrificing the things that matter most to us. Welcome to the Category Queen Show. Welcome, welcome back to the show, my friends. I am joined by a very, very special dear guest of mine, Chelsea Euler, who is so many things to me, a dear friend, a mentor, a confidant, all the things. Uh, we are journey, journeying so many things together. And she is, she just has, Chelsea, your unique brilliance is so amazing. And I'm so excited for you to actually be back on. Uh, this is your second second time here. So I think you're our first returning guest. But I was telling Chelsea, it's, I actually for a while decided to only focus on solo episodes. And this year, a focus of mine is to bring back more interviews and more guests speaking. And, and so I was, I feel a little rusty, but here we are. So without further ado, Chelsea, say hi. And why don't you just quickly introduce yourself? Hi. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't know what I can really say after that. I'm, I'm like blushing over here. It is super fun to be back. My name is Chelsea Euler. I am a business and leadership coach for established female entrepreneurs 
And I help them build a just bomb team within their business, a powerhouse team that can help them scale beyond the seven figure mark. So I generally start working with um, female entrepreneurs when they've created a steady structure for their business, right? They know what they're selling. They have an offer that easily and continuously converts. They're good at marketing it. And then they just get to a point where they're completely maxed out and white knuckling every single detail and feeling like they're handcuffed to their business. And they start to just sometimes even like it's a strong word, but really start resenting their business because it starts taking away from so much of their life. And that's when we know that they've kind of maxed out. So we jump in, start building some infrastructure team and do it a really strategic aligned way so that it just can blossom. So fun. So good. Okay. So there's a lot that I want to come back to on that note and and some things that I want to unpack so that our listeners can walk away with some tangibility around what would this look like for them and what are some next steps in, especially in relation to what season of business. So I think that even though Chelsea's specialty is really that, you know, high six, seven figure earner, what I also want to, I know we have a lot of beginner uh, entrepreneurs and, and people that are just getting started. And I think that there's definitely some things though, that we, you, I know would recommend of like what to think about now to accelerate uh, that success. So we'll circle back to that, but I want to go back to your journey. Uh, I will link in the show notes, our first conversation, because this is where we talked about you walking away from corporate, but I think it's such a strong piece of your story. So I want to go back to that, but specifically through the lens of you starting to see that you had a unique set of skills and knowledge that you could use that you were leveraging in the corporate industry, but then could use that on your own, how you could take transfer that and create a business of your own. Can you speak a little bit to that journey and sort of some of the awareness points that you had along the way and what that felt like? Yeah, I'd love that. Thank you. I had a, a about a 15 year journey in corporate where I worked my way from company to company up the ladder, right? So my biggest goal in life when I like left the nest and headed off into the big wide world was that I was going to be a CEO and have a corner office by the time I was 30. So I was incredibly driven. And really that was pushed by the fact that I grew up on a cattle ranch in Salmon, Idaho. And I watched my dad literally work himself to the bones. And I can't even tell you how many times I remember him being sick him being exhausted, even to the point that when he had cancer, he couldn't let his body rest to the extent that he needed to. And I remember asking him the question, like, why did you choose this life? Because it seems terrible. Like you're married to it. You can't ever, I mean, I remember him taking two vacations in my entire childhood and they were like to go hunting with my brothers. So when I asked him that, I said, why did you choose this? What's the reason that you chose ranching of all things? And I remember him saying, it just stuck with me so much. He said, cause I could never work for anybody else. I know myself well enough and I could never have a boss. And so, you know, young Chelsea's mind connected entrepreneurship means killing yourself. Don't want to do that. So that was where I set that goal. I'm like, okay, I, I want this freedom. I want the ability. I, I was very kind of like, don't tell me what to do kid. And so I thought then the answer was let's go work my way up corporate so I can be the boss. Right. So this was little backstory as to where that came from. So fast forward 15 years into corporate and I had my first really high level senior leadership job 
in a, a very high demanding industry. So when I took over the team that I had, um, it was a toxic environment and our growth had been like flatlined for years. And so when I came in, I'm looking at the results of the company over the last five years and it's like flatland growth, not meeting profit expectations and a really toxic environment. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to change this. And I did that how most employee mindset individuals do. And it jumped in and it's like, I'm just going to work my tail off. Right. So fast forward two years later and my team was doing pretty dang well. We had started growing, but I was burning the candle at both ends. I, my phone rang all the time. I didn't even want to take the PTO that I had because I was like, I'm just going to pay for this on the other side. It's not even worth it. And I remember I was coming up against a vacation. My husband and I had planned a vacation and I was kind of venting to my mentor at the time. I don't think I can even go. It's not even going to be worth it. And my mentor said something to me that changed everything. And it was this, he said, Chelsea, you know, you're a good leader when your team doesn't need you anymore. Because my fear was like, this place is going to burn down if I'm gone for the week, for a week and off grid. So that really changed everything for me. And the fact that I was like, I'm doing this all wrong. So I created a plan. I got to work and fast forward about five years later, my team like literally never called. I would spend a full day just like calling around to every store manager, like, Hey, how's it going? What do you need? And they're like, we're good. And I had so much free time. I left early almost every day, came in late almost every day. It was seamless. Now that sounds cool, but let's talk about the results of that. My team in very short amount of time doubled revenue. And when I say doubled revenue, it's not like 100K to 200K. It was 40 million to 80 million million dollars. We also increased our profit percentage in that time frame. So it wasn't just like increase the profit dollars, of course, because the the top levels coming in, it was we grew the actual profitability of the company within that. In all of the operating functions, we had the highest employee engagement scores. I mean, we were just crushing it. But the problem was people started wondering what the hell I was doing. And so they're like walking past my office and I'm reading a book and they're like, what are you, what are you doing? And so I had other leaders starting to like ask me what's, what's going on. And that's when I started realizing, oh, I've figured something out that other leaders haven't figured out. And it just sparked kind of this, hmm, I wonder what that looks like. At the same time, I was one step away from that corner office that was always my dream. And I saw what it looked like. And I decided, hell to the no, I don't want that. I mean, that was 10 times worse than what I remember my dad dealing with because there was somebody else always breathing down their neck, a board, the CEO, the president, whatever that was. And so it that was really the spark of when I realized I've got something special here. This 15-year dream that I've been working towards isn't what I want to do anymore. And at the same time, I had friends starting into entrepreneurship and they just started asking me these questions, right? Like, I'm dying. How do I hire somebody? How do I delegate? How do I do these things? And so that's really where the spark started. It was about four years ago that I started my business on the side and then two years that I've been full-time. So good. I There's so many little golden things in that story that are so powerful. I think for one, that simplicity and just people asking you, what are you doing? And you realizing like, oh, I am doing something different. I think that one of the things that I find so frequently is that the the things that we're good at, we're so close to, it just feels obvious. And it's like, oh, everybody knows this, or this is too basic, right? I could never 
make this a full-time thing or this couldn't be as, you know, big as I think it could be because I'm not like so-and-so or my gifts aren't this, you know, crazy thing. And so did you also, were you challenged by limiting beliefs like that or thoughts? Like walk us through even some, the other side of that of, okay, you, because I already know what people are probably thinking right now. Like, oh, well, you doubled revenue by 80 million or 40 million or whatever, like no wonder you're successful, right? There's always that limitation. We we uh, argue for our limitations so strongly, right? So when we see that in other people, we're like, oh, it's easy for you, right? But I want to know, and I already know the answer, obviously, but I want to know, was there other, what was the, on the other side of that? What was the fear? What were some of the, your own limitations that you had to overcome? Yeah, I'm like holding back a laugh the whole time you're, you know, dialoguing around that question because you've been kind of alongside me on that entire journey. Of course, you know, but, you know, for the listener, man, I can't even tell you the months, the years of debilitating, crippling, like imposter syndrome. So, yeah, great. You want to know the story that I made up for myself was, well, I did that in a corporate environment and I want to go work with entrepreneurs and they're not going to believe me because what they're going to say is, but you've never owned your own business. So you don't know how to do this. So I let that excuse slow me down for a very long time. I, I, I marinated on that excuse. I told myself that I had to build my business to a certain point that I was doing the same thing before I could really go after that high level clientele that I really desired to work with. So I started dumbing myself down. I started you know, creating things like how to hire your first VA, how to fire someone, like the level of, of trainings and freebies that I was creating at the time was all because I believed that I wasn't good enough to speak to that level of entrepreneur that I really desired to serve. And I'm not going to lie. I still struggle with this from time to time, right? There's always a layer, right? I'll feel like I've got through one and then I like I feel comfortable in my own skin for a bit. And then I set a new goal and it all comes flooding back. The, who are you to? I'm not good enough. And especially when you look at the leadership space, oh my gosh, you can go to Amazon and type in the word leadership book and the pages never freaking end. So it's the whole story of like the market's flooded. There's no room for me. What am I doing? That's so special and so different. It's a constant reminder in the back of my mind of like why I shouldn't be. But the really, the biggest thing I hope everybody takes away from this is like just recognizing that voice and instead of stuffing it down and saying, you know, I don't, you're, you're not allowed here, get out, right? Like trying to just like overpower it by something else or reject it, let it sit with you for a minute. And what is it, you know, what is it speaking to allow it? And then be like, okay, I've heard you. That's great. Like, but you're going to be in the driver's seat today, or you're going to be in the back seat today, not in the driver's seat. Like, you're welcome to come along for the ride, but I'm not going to stop because the only thing that stops that voice is continuing to act, continuing to take action and showing that voice like, okay, I survived. I'm okay. Oh, that's so good. And I think a good reminder too, that at every level of growth, we'll always have those feelings of imposter syndrome or um, not enoughness. I think it never goes away. It just never will. I, I've never talked to anybody successful that says that they don't struggle with that. And so it's just a reminder because I, I think, again, people put other people on these pedestals and it creates this ginormous gap 
between us and them, right? And it's like, I'll never be there or I'll never, you know, there's this like ginormous hill that I have to climb or whatever mountain that I have to climb in order to think that way or feel that way. But we all struggle with it. And no matter what niche you are or what your unique skills are, there's always going to be that that comes up and it's just about moving through it. So thank you for speaking so graciously to that. I want to go back to the point in time where you were like, what was the thing that really created the momentum for you to go all in on your business? Oh, wow. Okay. So we're going there. Thank you for asking this. This is so, I feel like some things are so synchronistic because it's a story that's been on my heart for a long time. And I've actually never publicly come out and talked about it. So I think that you saying that is kind of like my spark because it keeps like bubbling inside. It's like a time, it's time to tell your story. It's time to tell your story, right? So when I was still back in corporate and I'd started my my business on the side, my story was I have to replace my full-time income before I can take the big leap, right? So I mean, just to paint a picture. Just like every other working person, (laughs) right? I have to replace it first before. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, just, just to paint a picture, my husband and I had just bought a business for him and we were not taking any money out of the business. The goal was we're not going to take any money out of the business. We're going to pay off the loan as quickly as we can. I just had my second child at this time. She was like little itty bitty baby when he had just bought the business. So it was like, I have the secure job. There's no way that we can think about changing this, right? Like the, I'm the breadwinner. And so that story was real that, I mean, there's no, even looking back on that, that was as real and as raw as, as it gets. It's like, there's no other option. I have to keep this income. And I mean, to paint a picture, you know, generous six figure income, generous, you know, incentive compensation strategy that goes around with that, like benefits all the things, right? Life is good. I have the golden handcuffs on. And so the really funny thing though, is when I look back at that, that story that I was telling myself, and I'm like, okay mom of two littles working a full-time high demand job, even though I say that I'd, I'd gotten to a point where it felt, you know, easy to an extent. And the time wasn't that demanding. There were still times that were highly demanding. Husband starting a new job or starting a new business, like or not a new business, but buying a business, all these things. And the funny thing is I, I look back and I'm like, how in the world did I think I was going to replace that entire income before I was able to take that leap? It's like, there always comes a time that requires us to go all in on ourselves. It requires us to make that investment. And though I'm, I'm not saying it's impossible, it it didn't happen for me that way. So what actually ended up happening for me is my company went through a restructure. They decided to combine two departments into one and they made the qualifications to where there was no way I was going to be able to even qualify for the job that I was in because I had no experience in the other department. So this, you know, immediate like set of fear comes in and it was about four months from the time that I knew this until the day actually came. But this whole time, the company strung me along and told me they were going to keep me. And I was the only person on the team that no matter what they were going to find a position for, because I was that valuable and they knew it and all of the things. Well, I got a call, a call, not even an in-person conversation, but a phone call the beginning of December and basically said, we're letting you go. And I remember like, you know, the jaw dropping to the floor moment and think, you know, there's all the emotions that that go through your body in a really short amount of time. And 
I remember getting off the phone and just sitting there. And the first thing that settled really just solidly into my body was in six months, I'm going to know that this is the best thing that ever happened to me. And I walk out of my office that I took my call in, walk to my husband, because this was in my home office at the time and tell him, and I like my like fear response is immediately like, don't worry, I'll find something like I'll go, I'll start applying for jobs. I, I can probably find something that pays even more. We'll be fine. And I'm just like sputtering. And he just stopped me. He said, Chelsea, you have been dreaming of doing your business full time for years. Why would we even consider you going? This is the time. And so the thing that's so interesting about that is that for years within the company that I was at, I had started to notice these things that now I can recognize that my body was telling me we're out of alignment. At the time, they just felt uncomfortable. But it was like this layering, like imagine like a, you know, a beautiful like gourmet cake and they like put the one layer on and then they spread a layer of frosting and they put another layer on and spread another layer of frosting. This was, you know, consistently over about five years that I was there that by the end, there was so many things that were out of alignment with my value system. And one of the biggest ones being culture. And so the interesting thing about this company is they, they like spouted culture. Like we're, we hire in fire by our values. We're the only company that they're not just words on a wall, like all these things. Right. Which I was like, yes, that's everything that I believe in. But then over time, I saw a violation after violation, after violation, after violation of that. And so you know that how they say God, universe, source, whatever you want to sub in here, you know, starts throwing the little pebbles at you. And it's like, okay, then you're, you're not hearing the message. And then, the, you know, the, the pebbles become more like stones and then the stones become more like rocks. And then all of a sudden the bolt. Yeah. So that's exactly like looking back hindsight 2020. It's so easy to see when you're in it. It's so hard to recognize that that's what's happening. The universe is trying to send you these messages that like you're not supposed to be here. And also, I know that I needed to be there to learn the lessons and develop the skill and even be able to see the gift that I did have so I could go and do something with it. So I honor that time, but that was my big boulder that needed dropped on this on top of my head to really force me out. I don't know that I would have, I don't know that I want to say that, but I have a hard time believing that I would have been able to consciously just make that point choice, excuse me, to jump. Well, thank you for sharing. I know I totally caught you off guard there. And I got to be witness to that entire journey. And it was so beautiful, although painful too, was, you know, that something like that just shake. It's a traumatic experience, right? When something like that happens. But I also knew just like you did that this is exactly what was meant to happen. And we have this conversation all the time because now we see it in our clients. And Chelsea, you have been supporting our clientele in such a beautiful way. And one of the things that came up when we were last in person was this story because we have a lot of women that are working full-time or part-time with hopes of like, then, you know, once I get to this mile marker, revenue marker, then I'll walk away. But there's actually this security blanket that actually what we learned is not actually secure, not as secure as we thought, but it's the thing that's keeping you comfortable. And it's almost at that subconscious level where you think like, and I think that you, this was something you experienced where you were building your business on the side and you really wanted it to be successful. But I think subconsciously, you always had that really cushy paycheck to fall back on. So it was anytime you maybe would have, you know, done the thing or, you know, kind of reach out of the zone, 
it was more, sometimes it's more compelling just because our brains are wired that way to come back to comfortability. And so I think that that was a huge piece of, of your journey in sort of this perceived security and how that was playing into some of the decisions you were making while building on the side. Would that be, is that true? Yeah, a hundred percent. And, you know, to reference the, the event that Kinsey is talking about, you know, we had an in-person event and this beautiful woman that we love so much. She's an amazing client was talking about that, right? She's like, I just want to take the leap so bad, but I just, I need to, I, I need to feel this security. I need to feel this like safety that I'm covering my basic needs. And I just felt compa- compelled. That was the first time I'd ever shared that story. I mean, the, sh- the, you know, the shame that we immediately feel around being let go, which I've done so much work. And I, I love to have conversations with women who have been fired or let go because I felt it and I've gone through that journey myself. And we put so much of a negative spin on being laid off or being let go. Right. So I digress coming back to coming back to that. She was, you know, talking about how she couldn't, she just, there's no way that she could make this jump because she needed to have this like basic level of safety. And so I shared my story and I I just asked her, I said, tell me what's more, tell me what's safer relying on a company who could let you go at any moment. They, one leadership change could eliminate your job. One, you know, board member could change the way the entire company works. One poor year could mean that you no longer have a job or going all in on yourself where you are in the driver's seat. There's no one else making the decision above your head as to whether that department needs a person or not. You are the person, right? You get to make the decisions. You get to be in that driver's seat. You get to be the one making the call. And so you have the ability to look out into the future and decide the decisions that you want to make to make yourself feel the safest. And I just think that it's been such a beautiful journey for me to really embody that. And how many times that I've hit hit like really hard points that I'm like, F it, I'm going to Indeed, I'm looking for the job. It's so much easier over there. It feels so much better. It doesn't feel so yucky all the time because it's just messy, right? It's the, it's, it's what we sign up for. We sign up for the hard road. We didn't sign up for the easy road being an entrepreneur. And sometimes it just feels so much easier. But that's this thing that I always come back and anchor into is I'd rather go all in on myself and feel that safety and security because I know that it, I'm relying on myself to make these things happen, to turn this idea into something versus the safety of a steady paycheck that somebody can take out from underneath me at any point. So true. Yeah. And I think that I, for anybody listening, whether it's a secure paycheck or it's uh, something that's just you falling back on for that safety, which is really like the mundane things that you keep leaning on to grow your business, but it's not working. And what is it that you're avoiding that's going to cause that a little bit of that discomfort? Uh, so it's a really good reminder of, of where is your safety blanket? What's that safety blanket that you're hiding behind and what's preventing you from going all in? And there's a lot to uncover there. So thank you for sharing so beautifully. And thank you for being vulnerable. And sharing that <laughs> you're welcome. Let's go to some strategy because Chelsea, your brilliance is just so incredible. I'm so lucky to have you as like my best friend and somebody I can call because you have helped me navigate so many interesting, there's just so much to growing a company. And even with my corporate background and team leadership and, you know, my extensive education, 
nothing prepares you for leading your own team, building your building and growing and scaling your own company. Nothing prepares you for that. Everything from how to let go of somebody, how to do a performance review, how to create a culture that people are bought into. I mean, I could go on and on. And like I said, I'm so lucky to have you because you just literally walk me through everything in the the way that you do it and the and what you teach and how you teach it is just so incredible. And so I want our listeners to really experience some of that here. But let's talk about what, if we go back to this idea of building a business that doesn't burn us out, right? What in what we saw from your dad or what you saw in your dad and what we yeah. also see in a lot of entrepreneurs, like yeah. people that you see are crushing it online. They're literally dying behind the scenes, right? They're crippling inside. And so we're in alignment in that you can have a very successful business and not have it sacrifice your lifestyle, your livelihood, your what, your emotional, physical, uh, mental well-being. And I want to know what are some of the key things that you really anchor into or what tell our listeners, what are the key pillars or concepts that are really important for them to understand regardless of the season of business? So they can start either thinking about it or starting to implement these other these other things or work towards so that they don't burn out and that they can go on vacation and their business is still making money. Yeah. It, it, w- it would be lovely for me to just boil it down to an, into a right? couple things. I think I feel compelled. Like the first thing I want to share about that is where I start with every single client is where first we design your life. What kind of life do you want to have? When do you want to take vacations? Do you want to have an every single summer you take a month off with your kids? Do you want to have, are you really into Christmas time? Right? Do you, do you want to have that feel a little bit more light there? Because we have to start first with this designing the life that we have. And then we design the build business around that. I think especially so many new entrepreneurs, they're just like, I'm in the hustle phase. It's whatever it takes. I'm going to go. And then they work so much, so hard that when they hit that point of burnout, there's like a thousand offers and, you know, 20 different funnels and all the things that they're managing so many things because they've just been throwing spaghetti at the wall. Okay. So first design your business or excuse me, design your life, then design your business around it. And then very like challenging concept, I think for, for new entrepreneurs, but I'm always focusing my clients and anybody that I talk to, let's focus three years out. Let's look at who we want to be, what we want our business to look like three years out. And we're going to make the decisions right now from that future state, right? We're going to design offers that are going to be able to grow into that three-year vision. We're going to design marketing strategies that are growing into that three-year vision. Because what a lot of new entrepreneurs do is they just, which is such a fun stage, is to just play and try and go. And sometimes that's that's necessary until you really land on the thing. But what I find a lot when I find entrepreneurs that are like completely burned out is they have multiple offers, multiple funnels that they're having to manage. And then they have to bring in a lot of people to handle all of the logistics around that. I'd much rather focus on really solid, scalable offers, have fewer offers that you can scale to a higher degree than having more offers that can only scale to a certain extent. And then we really start focusing on looking at what is what is the business independent of me, right? So when we start thinking about all the things that we do within the business, as the business owner, as the coach, as the 
marketer, as the as the HR person, like think about all these different hats that you wear. And this is the point at which we can really start looking at our business and detaching from it a little bit and saying like, okay, these are all the roles within the business. I just happen to be wearing the hats of all of those roles. And then that's where we can start making really smart decisions about who is is the right role to bring in. What's the right role? And then who's the right person to bring into that? And then we start looking at how we can start pulling ourselves away a little bit. And the thing that is... I. I've heard this from my mentors and I've seen this time and time again with my clients is the fastest way to grow your business is to elevate your role within the business. So some might be thinking, okay, well, that's great. I can't just go hire a whole bunch of people. It doesn't necessarily have to mean physically. What I really want to point out is mentally, emotionally, when you think about the emotional capacity, when you think about the mental capacity, when you think about the identity of the person who's in the highest seat, the CEO of your company, when you look at it that way. And I know this is, seems like a big concept, especially for you know new entrepreneurs, but I think it's so important. The, the faster you can start thinking and identifying as a CEO in your business and not just a coach or not just a consultant or not just struggling to find another word. So I'll move on. But this, the faster we can get ourselves into that thinking state, that being state, of a CEO, it's incredible the decisions that we make, how differently we make them and how much more seamlessly our businesses scale. Yeah. Oh, there's so much there. I think that one of the things that I have seen you do so successfully with our mastermind clients is is exactly that because we get these heart-centered leaders and coaches that, and this is so normal for a coach, right? It's like, all you think about is like me working with a client and getting that client results. And it's really hard when you're so close to it. It's hard. You don't think about that as a, a business. And when you start to detach from it, you see, you start to see like, oh, I have operate, I have operating systems, whether you design them or they're working on their own, whether they're clunky, whatever. Oh, I have a marketing strategy or I have, uh, I have you know, deliverables or data or whatever. And, and then you start to scale that. I think of this example all the time when I was a, um, my, in my first year as an entrepreneur, I had a business count, but I would like spend out of it, like personally. Right. And that's right. It's just little things like that. Like a CEO would not take personal money from their company. Right. And I think even these little tiny shifts in your identity from just being a coach to a CEO of a company, even if it's just you or and or a VA, starting to really see this beyond you. And I think that this is the biggest shift that a lot of our clients have coming into the mastermind because uh, they didn't have that vision before. And they'll just say things like, well, I'll be good with a couple hundred K a year. And then you open them up to that bigger vision and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so much bigger than myself. And that requires, although that's fun and amazing, that also requires a different version of who, who you are today and what that looks and feels like and how you operate. What are some of the, the biggest mistakes you see in relation to operating like a CEO or not? I mean, you just said one of them, right? It's making decisions based on what's best for you and not what's best for the company, right? So even when we think about decision-making, I see a lot of entrepreneurs that it's like, well, I'm an entrepreneur. I can do whatever I want. This is fun. I am going to take every Friday off, even though I don't 
even have the revenue yet in my business to pay my bills. I'm going to like hire too fast or too slow. I'm going to be irresponsible with my time or my decisions. Like I see this really often and it's kind of like that like rebel teenager phase, right? It's almost like, especially when you come out of corporate, sometimes that's needed. You just need that time and that freedom. Your body needs to recover a little bit from being underneath the the corporate world for so long. But once you can settle in and start looking at your business as an entity and making decisions as, you know, putting yourself in the right role before you make those decisions. So that would probably be, you know, some of those biggest mistakes is just thinking like, this business isn't bigger than you thinking only in today, thinking only about what's best for you. So when I think about the order of importance for any business, you are number one, business owner is number one. You have to design a business that can support you and make you flourish. Your energy as an entrepreneur is everything. And when you start letting that get depleted, your results will not show up. Then your business comes second and then your client comes third. So when you're thinking about decision-making, it's like, What's best for my long-term energy so that I can show up as the CEO that can run this business? And then second tier is what does the business need? Does the business need us? Yeah. Does the business need us to go, you know, willy-nilly and take money out of our account or make a not save for taxes or not organize our finances or not create a contract with a VA when we bring them in, right? It's like, oh, I just don't have time for that right now, right? You're not putting the business first when you're thinking that way. And then lastly is the client. If you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not taking care of the business, your clients are not going to get taken care of. Mm, That's so good. That's a really good hierarchy because I think that most, again, heart-centered coaches are like, just going to be at the beck and call of my clients. And this, that alone really shifts you. And I think that it just is a reminder of if you want to grow this to like, you know, blow your own mind, basically, it's going to require a kind of different version of yourself. That is something I think that is also something that's really hard. I think challenging that we hear a lot is not knowing when to hire and who to hire first. Can you talk a little bit? bit about that? Yeah, I'd love to. So what I teach my clients is a formula called the EVT matrix. And it's the EVT stands for energy, value, and time. So there's three things that we should always be considering anytime we're thinking about starting to offload a role. So before this comes in, we have to make sure that we know all the roles that we actually have in our company, even if we're filling every single one of them, right? We need to understand that the functions that we're doing at certain times are different. They're divided. Like if you were to 10X your company, you would have multiple people in those roles. So think of it like that, right? Think of it like 10X results. And then as the business owner, start asking yourself the questions around the energy value and time matrix. Energy is your zone of genius. Does this light you up? Is this something you could do all day and like still be on fire at the end of the day? When you get off the phone with a client, are you like, yeah, I'm freaking ready to go. Or are you like, I need a nap, right? So what fuels your energy or depletes it? There's a formula that I use with my clients to really determine where we sit there with every single role within the company. Then the value, what is the value of this role? As an entrepreneur, not going to make a lot of people happy saying this, but there's only about 10% of the actual tasks that you do within your business that will move the business forward. 90% of what we 
think is important and we spend a lot of time doing is not moving the needle whatsoever in your business. So it's becoming really clear. What is that 10% that I, as the business owner, as the entrepreneur, as the coach need to be focused on that is going to move the business forward. And a little, you know, secret to help you out there. It's usually the things that you're the most uncomfortable doing. So it's the things you're resisting, right? And then the time aspect, when you think about what is to, and it's kind of tricky using the word value again, but the value of your time, when you think about how much can you make an hour, if you're, if you, there's a really simple formula to look at, like, what am I worth per hour? And it's how much do you want to make every year? How much do you want to bring home? Divide that by 2080, which is a 40 hour work week. And it spits you out an hourly number, right? So find your number and then look at the roles that you're doing and look at how much you could hire somebody else to do them. And I say anything that is less than 50% of what you're paying yourself, you should be looking at, right? If you can pay somebody half of what you're worth to do the task, and they're probably going to be a lot more efficient at doing it, then you should look at it. So energy, value, and time after you know what those roles are, we, we have a formula that we look at that. That's so good. And notice how you didn't say at a certain revenue marker. This is so huge, right? We hear a lot like, I need to wait until I'm making more, but that role could be the very thing that takes you to the next step. And I've just never known any different. I started my business when I was working full time, right? So I knew the value of my time was so great because I only had a little bit of time to work on my business. So I hired a VA right away. I was making no money and hired a VA. And so this is such a good parameter to go off of because it's not about what revenue marker you're at. It's about, oh, how fast do you want to grow? How willing are you? Are you? Because it, it's, it's an investment, right? It's an investment. That's how I've always seen it. If you're doing it right. And if you're following your, your lead. But I think that that's really important to just kind of key into is that it's not about how much money you're making. And then it, yeah. it could unlock that next step. That next hire could unlock the next step for you. A hundred percent. Again, back to the fastest way to grow your business is to elevate your role, whether that's physically, mentally, or emotionally, mm-hmm. it is proven true time and time again. And, you know, back to what you said about, you know, there's a lot of opinions out there as to when is the right, when is the right time to hire? What role should you hire first? And I absolutely go against all of that. Every business is unique. Every single person that's at the helm of that business is unique. There is no one formula. So we have to know the pieces that we can pull out to look at objectively to make that objective decision. It's different for everybody. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're either pain in time or money. Mm -hmm. So if you have more time than money, then maybe you pay for that in time for a little bit. But at one point, you will find yourself at a threshold that you cannot grow beyond. Um, because we only have a certain amount of hours in a day. Yeah. So that's such a good formula to really key into. Now, I really, my most favorite thing that I really want to talk about is uh, your journey in in getting certified in this recent thing. I won't say what it is, but this has been so cool because you have brought this into your own coaching practice for your clients. You've been using it for our clients and our mastermind. You've been, I've been leveraging this tool and it has un it has been life changing for everybody uh, that's been a part of it. And I want you to share what that is, what that looks like, and how it's how how you've integrated it into your practice and why why is it so important? So share more about what that looks like. Okay, I'm going to do my best to to give the shortest version possible, but not leave anything important out. 
So um, yeah, just back in November, I was certified in a technique called hypno breath work. I had never heard of it before. And I, we don't have time for the story. It's a crazy story how I even ended up in that room. But what this has done for me is really solved a major gap in my business of how to get clients results faster. Because at the end of the day, I can give everybody the perfect strategy. I can give you the roadmap. I can tell you all the decision-making factors to get your business where you want to go. But we always butt up against something. And it's usually something that's deep inside us that is holding us back in some way. So you spoke earlier to conscious versus subconscious mind, right? When we make a goal, we make that goal in our conscious mind. And it's something that we decide, yes, I want to go do this. Whether it's growing our business, making a certain amount of money, losing weight, doesn't matter what it is. That goal is made in our conscious mind. And when we start to take action on that goal, it butts up a lot of times against our subconscious motivation or beliefs that have been usually lodged in our subconscious mind from the time that we were zero to seven, when we're the most susceptible. And so if we make a goal of, I want to grow my business to a certain amount and I want to make this much money out of it. And we have a deep rooted belief system that people who make a lot of money are bad or people that are like high level leaders are terrible people and they're mean. We may not even know that we're butting up against that belief system. It's not conscious to us, but what starts showing up is resistance. You stop taking action on something, even though you know that you should be taking action on that. You know that that's the key to grow, right? And that's just one example of so many ways that we can create a goal and then have a subconscious motivation or belief system that is in odds with that. They start butting up against one another and you stall out. And one of the things that I have always relied on in the past is, you know, the mindset work, which is so powerful, so incredible. I've been able to help my clients in so many ways when we just start digging into the mindset. And this technique just helps me do that so much faster. So in a 22-minute session, we can dig into your subconscious mind. We can find what that limiting belief is or deep-seated belief, pull it out, reprogram it, re-envision where you're going to go, and off you go. It's absolutely incredible the amount of momentum I've seen in my clients in one session. They're like, here we go. It's so fun to watch. It's so fun. It's so fun. And I think personally, just it has been so transformative in my own life and business. And one of the things that I know is, you know, we talk about the subconscious programming and we have these like deep rooted or deep seated beliefs or this programming. And we have to get to the root of that. We can absolutely become aware of some of the things and work through it on our own in the conscious state. But like you said, we have to get to the, uh, the subconscious at the subconscious level. And we have, what's interesting, I think is that you will uncover more at every level of growth. And I have, I have clarity of like some deep seated one, like, um, worthiness is a huge one for me. You know, I developed a subconscious belief or a, a, a deep-seated belief that I would never be worthy enough to have the things that I want. And that that continues to show up, but, you know, we continue to like work through that. But then there's these little things, even as you grow, and especially as a CEO in a company, you'll notice that there's these other things that have been blocked, that are blocking you, literally blocking you from the desires that you want. But in the conscious state, you cannot see it. You cannot feel it. And this, so this is why this work has been so impactful 
And I'm just like, I wish we could talk all the day long about this, but this is also even bringing you more into some of our mastermind with the breathwork sessions. And also um, we're going to build this into some conversion events so people can come and experience it firsthand. But I would love to know, just share maybe some, some experiences that you've had with clients of maybe something that they unblocked or that they uncovered uh, through these sessions as they are growing and scaling their business. Yeah, I love that. So I remember a client that had a an event. So she was showcasing um, a whole bunch of her clients on a stage. And at the end, she wanted to pitch. And she was like, I don't, I, the transition, I just can't get it. It feels inauthentic. It feels like I'm on one point serving and then I'm switching to selling. And I said, let's, let's do a session on it. And so the entire session was designed around helping her see that transition or that, that transition point. So, you know, side note, we can do like an unblocking session, which is really what we've been talking about. We can also just do a flow session, which brings in your most intuitive, creative self and helps you like solve those issues. And it was so cool. I remember when she like came up out of the session and took off her mask. She's like, Oh my God, I got it. I know exactly what to do. I know exactly what to say. Hold on. I got to write it all down. And it was so fun to see that breakthrough. Just like she had been noodling on this. I remember her telling me it had been like five or six weeks that she'd been thinking about this, not constantly, but it had been on her mind. And you think about just the energy drain of that, right? I have another client that tends to get triggered pretty quickly when somebody doesn't do something to the level of her expectations. And so we actually just did a breathwork session um, this week and we got to the root of something that happened in her childhood that she didn't even know that there was this part of her that needed, you know, at the time of seven years old, it was rooted in her subconscious that needed to protect her from certain situations that were similar, right? So anytime her subconscious mind had something happen that you know, tied back to the feeling in her body of that experience when she was a little girl, she would kind of just spark. And she was like, I have no idea why this is happening. I checked in with her a couple of days after the session. And she said, I don't know what has happened because I had three events today that I normally would have flown off the handle. And I was just like, we're cool. Everything's fine. Just completely at ease. And then the last quick example I'll share is, you know, just the beginning of this year, had a client that was had a lot of ideas about her business and what she wanted to do that year and some new offers that she wanted to put out there. And, and I mean, was consciously noodling on it. I mean, meditating on it for weeks, not just consciously, right. Was putting so much effort into, it. and she was like stuck. Like it was already the beginning of the year. And she's like, I can't decide on, on what I'm going to do this year and how many offers I'm going to put out there. And, um, you know, we did, we ended up doing a couple sessions around that, but I remember her coming out and being like, it's so clear. This one's not on the table this year. It's just, this so is not good. this year. I know it. It's so, it feels so centered and peaceful and that's the decision. And so like these decisions, even down to these simple decisions that we have in our business on a day to day can drain our energy so much because we just get caught up in the, I don't know what's the right way. And that's what I love is our intuition is rooted in our subconscious mind. And when we can access that through something as simple as a 20 minute breath work session, we're, we know we're getting like the answers from our highest self energy, not, not our ego energy. Yeah. And I think that that is important. That's such an important piece because, you know, I go back even that example with the client that was triggered. Like if you were to give her a practical strategy step-by-step, this is how you handle this in your team or whatever. It might've sort of like short-term worked, but her body would have still had that reaction because her body remembers those emotions, like you said. 
And so you're really tackling it at the root and also really giving those tools, the strategies, et cetera, on top of that to create that really comprehensive experience and, tra- and transformation. Cause yes. it really is. We don't, we actually know more than we think we know and we have all mm-hmm. the answers, but it's just learning how to really access that so that you can't, the things that you do receive as far as mentorship or strategies, you can filter through and say, this is for me, this is not for me, or this is aligned, this is not aligned. And it's really learning more about you and, and your, oh my gosh, all the things. I love that so much. You said that so well. Yeah, it's it's just been such a beautiful journey these last few months. And to see the transformation has just been like, I don't, I have no words. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know we, we just geek out on this stuff. (laughs) It's just crazy. So I, we had to bring that into this conversation, but we're going to be bringing that more of that into, uh, we're just talking about more ways to bring that in because I just think it's such an important piece. And like you said, we have, we have thought protocols and things like that, that we run through our students and it is really transformative, but there's just shit that is rooted in your body. And it has to get cleared and you just can't clear that shit with, with uh, a couple of thought protocols. So, yeah, I mean, you can, but it can take a really long time. Yes. Yeah. As entrepreneurs, we just don't have time. So that's why this method is so powerful is it's just, let's get to it. Let's figure it out and let's go. Mm -hmm. And that's what has just been so profound is seeing how quickly we launch people out of things they've been stuck on for years or things that, that, yeah, when you're triggered and your body reacts to the point that it's like, you have to be so mentally strong to slow down that reaction and control that reaction. And if we can just soften that, like the impact that can make on their business is just so cool. So amazing. Oh my gosh. All the things. Okay. Let's wrap up. Why don't you share where people can find you and we'll, we'll wrap her up there. I don't, I feel like we could go all day long. I want to keep talking about all the things Always. But I want to be, I want to honor your time and I want to honor our listeners time. So just share where people can find you and what's next. What, what are you most excited about? Oh God, I don't, this year, like this year, I just have this like super deep knowing that it's like a breakthrough, breakthrough year. And like, not just breakthrough in the, in the term of like, I'm going to have these big breakthroughs, but my business is going to have the breakthrough this year. And it's so exciting to just have that knowing. So, um, you can find me, my website is elevatedleadershipco.com. You can find me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Chelsea Euler. And I'd love to throw a, like a freebie or something download yeah. that, that is a, a resource for your listeners in the show notes. So we'll link that up. Okay. Is it the, is it your hiring guide or your who to hire first? Yeah. So I've got your, uh, the team growth code. And so oh, really it walks people through exactly what we were talking about a little bit ago, which is like developing that visual representation of the roles within your business. And then that kind of roadmap for where do I even start? When do I start? And again, it's completely, even though it's a guide, it's completely designed for every unique business. So you're asking yourself the questions like, what does my business need? What do I need? It's, Mm -hmm. it's not a one stop formula that I use for everybody. That's so good. And I think if you're an overachiever and you have big plans for your business, it's never too soon to start thinking this way. So don't have the thought I'm not ready because you can't have the thought I'm not ready and also want to go big. So it's about really like becoming that bigger version of yourself and thinking at a higher level, like Chelsea said. So we'll include those uh, resources in the show notes. 
Charles, thank you so much for being here. This was such a beautiful conversation. I can't believe it's already been almost an hour, which is crazy. So we'll have to have you on for a third a third C. Um, but thank you for being here. I just love you so much. And your brilliance is amazing. Well, right back at you, girl. Love you. I couldn't do my life without you. And thank you so much for having me and letting me pour into your listeners. So good. See you guys next time. Hey, if you're ready to stand out online and get paying clients consistently without having to fumble your way through tech, run ads, or create complicated funnels, I want to invite you to join us in the Category Queen School, where you're going to learn my simple, proven formula for getting clients online. It's risk-free. You either make your money back or we'll give you a refund. Just head over to kinseymacus.com forward slash the CQ school and join today to get instant access. We'll see you inside.